to episode 27 of the Bailed Up Podcast. Now today, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about Country Week. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I was involved in Country Week where um, rural teams go up to Perth and Western Australia to um, play out and divisions to, first of all, have some fun, but hopefully to uh, prove themselves in cricket. It's just a really fun event that the WACA put on each and every year. I've been to three Country Weeks. I think this was my third year and I'm going to say this year was my best, so uh, we're going to talk more about that in a sec. But first of all, uh, with today's podcast, we're going to give a brief overview of the BBL finals with um, them coming very close starting on the 27th of January. I'm going to give a brief overview and preview of what those finals are going to look like, and we're going to head into um, the diary entries, if you like to call it, of what I did for Country Week, so every single day after the day's play, I um, interviewed a couple of my teammates and asked them how the day was going, and I said a bit myself about how um, that day in particular was going, so Country Week is five days, so hope you enjoy today's episode, and let's move on to the BBL Finals preview. The BBL home and away season is nearly finished, and the finals begin on the 27th of January. Now, uh, with the finals coming along, uh, the finals uh, structure that they've brought in the last couple of years, they have some fancy names for it. They've got the eliminator, the qualifier, all this, all that. The knockout is also one of them. I actually think it's a really good way to introduce people to a final series, make it a, a bit more um, easy to understand and uh, digest. So there's five spots up for grabs out of the eight teams with the Scorchers and the Sixers. They have already secured final spots and the top two spots on the ladder as well. This means that the Scorchers will play the Sixers at Optus Stadium in WA on the 28th of January with the winner moving straight to the final. This game is called the Qualifier, which is pretty obvious because it means and the winner qualifies straight for the final, which if the Scorchers win, then it will be at the Stadium. If the Sixers win, then it will be at the SEG. Now, the loser of that then goes to the knockout, which is the winner of that versus third place, I think, or the loser, I don't know. I will, I will talk about the structure of the finals a little bit later on. The fifth and final spot in the... Um, in the finals campaign is still up in the air with a game happening right um, as I record this podcast. The Heat and the Hurricanes are playing against each other. The Brisbane Heat and the Melbourne Renegades have also secured final spots, but the Brisbane Heat and the Melbourne Renegades really just want to finish the best spots they can because it means that they get a home final. And as we all know, if you play your home ground in a final, you're most likely going to get an advantage because you're used to playing at that particular ground. Now, let's move on to my prediction. Now, you all know, if you've listened to the podcast previously, that I love a prediction on this podcast, and I'm going to predict who will win the tournament. Now, personally, this might be a bit biased, but I think that the Scorchers are going to bring it home once again. Now, this year, they could potentially play the the grand final at um, Optus Stadium, their home ground. In my opinion, the strongest team in the BBL, they've got the second highest wicket taker in um, Andrew Ty. He's um, taken 20 wickets this season. Let's let's forget about uh, Aaron Finch hitting him for 31 off and over the other the other day. But um, they are very good 
this year, especially at chasing down totals. That's been one of their key. Uh, the last few years, they've been really good at um, uh, bowling second and uh, restricting them, not uh, the other team, to uh, a total underneath the total that they actually have to get. So I think they're the strongest team. They've also got Josh Inglis, Cam Bancroft. Cam Bancroft's been an asset, and Josh Inglis is one of the highest run scorers in the BBL this season with over 400 runs. So that's who I think will win the tournament this year. I think they'll probably play against either the Heat or the um, the Sixers once again. The Sixers are a really strong team with Sean Abbott and Steve Smith coming back out of the team team into the BBL. At the end of the home and away season, Matt Short is the highest run scorer and Sean Abbott is the highest wicket taker. Now, Sean Abbott, uh, who plays for the Sydney Sixers, they still have one more game remaining in the home and away season. So we'll see how that goes now. He's got 20 wickets, uh, 21 wickets to his name. And I still think throughout the final series, at the very end of the BBL final season, I still reckon he will be the highest wicket taker. He's got a really, really low average. He's got a, an average of about 14 with the ball. He's has a lot of dot balls. He's gotten more than 100 dot balls um, in the games this season, and he's taken 150 wickets in the BBL in the history of the BBL. So I really think he's one of those bowlers that when you give him the ball, he's definitely going to get a wicket. And then Matt Short has been a really a big key for the Adelaide Strikers this season, and I can really see him playing for Australia in the near future. And my last and final piece that I'm going to put into this segment is I think that the player of the finals will be Aaron Finch. Now, last night at the time of this recording, Aaron Finch played uh, for the Melbourne Renegades against, I think it might have been the Melbourne Stars or the Adelaide Strikers. And uh, the Melbourne Renegades got it done for the sole reason that Aaron Finch got he played a really patient 50. It was like 63 or 54 balls. It was the slowest 50 he's ever scored in Big Bash cricket. But I really think that was the reason his patience um, at the number four spot. He hasn't been opening for the Melbourne Renegades this season. He's been, he's really just been an asset for them this season. He's been able to chase down turtles with ease and he's played some really, really great innings. So I think that whether or not the Melbourne Renegades make it to the grand final, I think Aaron Finch will once again be the turning point for the Renegades. Uh, that is all the news and my predictions and what my opinions are in the Big Bash League leading into the final series. Now that is all and moving on to the Country Week special. Now, welcome to the Country Week special. So over the last couple of weeks, I've been playing a lot, a lot of cricket. I've been playing senior cricket, Country Week cricket. I played another carnival the other day. They let me bowl for some reason. I don't know why, not going to lie. I'm a keeper. Um, got hit for 18 off and over. This guy hit me for absolute miles. He kept hitting sixes and stuff like that, but that was in the carnival. We're here to talk about Country Week. Now, Country Week was a really great time. It's a good time for rural teams around Western Australia to go up to um, Perth, Western Australia, uh, to play against each other. I was in the Division 16Bs playing for my association. Our team was really successful that week. We got home with the ultimate prize we won the entire competition we um 
came up first and top and won the entire competition for the 16 B's division. So that was really exciting. We didn't lose a game all week and we came back and won some games from absolute nowhere, especially the game on the third day against Great Southern. That one was just absolutely ridiculous, to be quite honest. Um... I think that was one of the first times we made a ridiculous comeback. And to be quite honest, a lot of us in the team thought that we only really should have won properly two of the games. One of the one of them was T20s in the first game of the week um, against Wellington. Uh, we probably should have won. We won those ones, but the other ones were just ridiculous comebacks. They were just... A good batting efforts, of course, but the bowling efforts and fielding efforts in those particular games were ridiculous as well. So that game in particular, they were about 2-4, 100-odd, and they needed like 30, 40 runs, and we got two wickets in the over-after drinks, uh, a wicket in the first over, and we were talking that about that in the Day 3 update, so... Um, as I said in the intro, I did kind of diary entries, so each and every day of Junior Country Week, I did an update, I interviewed some of my te- um, fellow teammates about how, how they had personally been doing in Country Week as well, and we kind of just wandered around our accommodation and a couple of, of the clips to ask people about how they particularly have been going in Country Week, so it was a really enjoyable time for Junior Country Week this year, and I have one more year left of Junior Country Week, so I hope Hopefully, I get to play at the Wacker. So, hopefully, I get to play at the Wacker next year. So, but it was a really great ta- team to be a part of. So, these are the directories we're kicking off with day one, and it goes all the way up to day five. Those little interviews, and I hope you enjoy the Country Week special into day one. Welcome to the Country Week special of the Battle Up podcast. As I said in the intro, I'm going to be talking about the Country Week. I'm playing in the Junior Country Week, and we had a good win today. Now, I dropped a couple of catches, but they were they were pretty difficult ones, weren't they? Were they? Yeah, yeah. Bailey says they were, so they were. Um, and batted, made bugger all runs, but we won, and that's the most important thing. Um, the other teams in the age group, someone made a 50. I don't know who. Someone did. Who was it? This is Cooper. Cooper's recording. Oh, it's Toby. Yeah. In 14 Bs. Yep, Toby in 14 Bs. He got 50. And then Jude, he made 50, 68. And then there's a lot of wins all around for our association. Now, we're going to see how Bailey did at Country Week. Like, I'm going to pass him on. Bailey, say whatever you want. Good way to start off with a win. Um, yeah. Came in second bowl. Albies dropped the catch off on bowling. Not happy with that. Okay, that's it. <laughs> no, nah, two for seven or four. Big Tyson Amos with like Pfeiffer. Good way to start. Openers batted well, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm. Sold six for B Ford today. Yeah. Batting the three. Yeah, Tyson, um, who's over in his room where we're staying, he got five for 23 off like seven overs. And this, this bloke who was, um, who was, Trying to just slog him all around. His bat snapped and got cracked. So he had to run off and get another bat. So just shows how fast he bowls. But then eventually got the Pfeiffer. Now we're joined by Tyson. Who at the start of the week got a Pfeiffer. Now 
in his last overs, he was struggling to get the uh, final wicket and we were pretty much just egging the batsman on at that stage to try and just leave it onto the stumps. So I'm going to pass it on to Tyson to see what was going through his head in those dying moments when he thought there might have not been a chance to get his first fifer. I was very, very nervous. I thought Bailey was going to drop it when he caught it for my fifer. It was my la- it was the last ball of the over. Yeah, yeah. It last ball my eighth over, so I was I was very anxious. I thought I was not going to get it, and then this bloke top edged it straight to Bailey and Gully, and I was pretty excited, but I didn't overreact too much, so I didn't put the ball up or anything. So I just took it like a man. <laughs> He really bowled good line and length that day, unlike the, yesterday when he got a uh, 13 ball over. So good stuff from Tyson at the start of the week when he got 5 for 23 off eighters. Good stuff, one of the best performances of the week so far. Pretty decent run for our association at the Junior Country Week. Keep you updated, that's the end of day one. Heading into day two tomorrow. G'day and welcome back to the day two update of Country Week. Now, it was a pretty decent day. We played two T20s against um, Upper Great Southern and Esperance. We got the two wins, which is pretty good. Uh, did all right with the gloves, but got hit on the end of the finger. The finger's swelling up a fair bit, but you've got to push those uh, few things. And it was pretty hot where we were playing in Armadale. It was about... I reckon it was about 38 degrees. The forecast said it was only 35, but I reckon it was about 38, maybe 39 even. Now, the first game, we had a big Bailey. He was featured in yesterday's episode. He got us off to a great start and batted through the entire innings. And in the second game, he got absolutely barbecued. So there was a few problems throughout the day, but we still got the dub. Uh, fingers hurting a bit because of getting hit on the end of the finger. We're going to wander through. Now we're here at our accommodation. We're going to see who else can get on the pod. Let's see who's here. Boy, Sauce! Get on the... Do you have anything to say? Do you have anything to say to the podcast listeners? How was today? You batted pretty well. Jacob Beamish yeah, is scoring um, <laughs> Very well. It was a uh, very green wicket today. Yeah, because we played an AstroTurf. Very difficult to bat. The ball was moving about, but just persevered. Yeah, yeah. Great stuff from Sauce today. He got 34 of 33 balls and then a nice cameo at the start of the inning. So good stuff from Saucy Boy. And that was a pretty good day, a day two of Country Week. See you tomorrow for day three. G'day and welcome back to update for day three of Country Week. Now, today was a big day. My team played a 50-50 game and it went down to the wire. They were like one for a hundred odd at drinks break. And then we got a run out after the the first ball after drinks, which is a bit sloppy for me. Cooper threw it in. I was so worried about it, not catching it that I caught it in my keeping gloves and missed the stumps once and then hit them out of the ground pretty much because the batter was like all the way down the pitch. He got completely barbecued by the guy at the other end, but well played by both teams, but we got the windy end. Some great bowling by our bowlers at the death by uh, Biz and Bailey, so good stuff. And that's four from four for our team now, so we haven't lost a game, so hopefully we can make it to the grand final this week. I had some big performances 
throughout the day for all of our teams. Sam in 14 A's made 86, so well done to him. And we had four out of four wins in all of the grades and all of the divisions for our association, so that's great stuff from us. And it was a pretty big day, so that's pretty much it. Tyson bowled a 13 ball over, so... Now we're going to talk to Tyson about his 13 ball over. What was going through your head when you were bowling? Oh, I wouldn't have a clue, eh? Oh, it's just disappointing. It's not good enough. Yeah, it's very bad. He hit this guy in the back, and then that he was went down on the ground. Did he go down on the ground? Well, close enough to the ground. Then he bowled another ball, a bouncer, over his head, and was caught a no ball. And then bowled a head-high full toss, so it made it pretty difficult for me as a keeper. But still, only 12 off a 13 ball over, so that's not bad, considering it was 13 balls long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let you know how we go tomorrow on day four, moving on to day four. G'day and welcome back to the final update. For Country Week, now there's people arguing in the background over some cricket out the front of the co accommodation, and then there's Fraser arguing, and our sauces joined in on the arguing now today. We got a good win uh, down at wherever we were playing. Uh, we won against, uh, who was it? Who did we win against? Sauce, who did we win against? Eastern Goldfields. We won against Eastern Goldfields. Once again, batted first. I got one run, one off one, and then decided to just like hit one over point. Um, tried to hit one over point, and it hit the top of my bat straight to short cover. That was a pretty uh, disappointing end. But we've got a game tomorrow. We're in the grand final of country, which is pretty good. And Sawyer hit 41. So we've got Sauce here on the line. Sauce, talk us through your innings today, mate. Yeah, it was pretty solid. Just smashed them. That was about it. Yeah, so they were bowling spin end-to-end -end and they just didn't take them off. They were like 14 end-to-end. -end. It was really good stuff. And, of course, when we were bowling, we had a really good start. And as our team always does, we hit – we um, took two wickets after the drinks break, at first ball after drinks, two wicket made, and apparently Bailey says. And then, once again, Fraser – he hasn't been able to catch all week. He's dropped about six or seven catches. He's been having a terrible, terrible week fielding, but he took a ridiculous catch at mid-wicket today. He cut in front of Cooper when he was fielding, launched full stretch with his left hand out, caught it, plucked it out of mid-air when the guy had absolutely middled it. He jumped through the air and did a, um, a few uh, roly-polies to add some mayo. So that's the usual phrase away to add some mayo to whenever you do something reasonably specky. So it was pretty decent. There was also some great performances from our association around the bat as well. Now, we got wins in the 14 Bs, one again. 14 A's, one, but 16 A's. Oh, 14 A's lost, apparently, and then 16 A's, one. Uh, no, the 16 A's lost against Bunbury as well. So it was dis a bit disappointing, but at least our team got the win this week. Now we're five from five, and tomorrow we've got the grand final So as we're playing Esperance. So hopefully we can get the win there and make sure that we win the grand final now. Yeah, we'll join you after the grand final. And maybe we'll even join you before the grand final where we just walk around the accommodation and see how everyone's country week went. Now that's all from me and on to the next segment. 
Now, Country Week always has some really, really good moments. There's always good performances um, for individual players, also uh, for in-team perspectives. That's what we had this week um, in Country Week in our team. And also, there's the funny moments in Country Week as well. First of all, we're going to go to the best performances, in my opinion. I've got two performances for our association that I really think stood out. An all-round performance, in my opinion, Sam... Uh, for 14 A's, the captain he made 86 of 91 balls, so a nearly nine, uh, nearly 100 uh, strike rate. So that's really good going. He hit a fair few of boundaries, running well between the wickets, um, and then got four wickets of uh, for 23 off like seven eight overs, and then also got a run out. So that's a really Really good all-round performance that nearly led them to victory. I think they might have won that game. 14A's had a pretty um, not super successful week performance-wise, but for them to come out, they were pretty close to winning on most of the games. So well done to Sam from 14A's and the 14A's in general. Um, and the other performance that I think really stood out came at the very start of the week. We talked about it in a little interview with him in the uh, earlier in the podcast and the Country Week special was Tyson. He got 5 for 23 off 8 overs. Now, it was a 40-40 game. It was about 37, 38 degrees that day. It was very, very hot. We were getting towards the end of the um, the game. It looked like we were going to come pretty close to winning because Tyson had done such a good job bowling and getting a few early wickets in the first few overs when he was opening. Now, Tyson can be um, a re- not a su- hmm, a pretty wayward bowler sometimes but that day he just had a super consistent line and length every single ball he was on the spot and was really good to see bowling his usual pace but something just that just clicked that day and everything was going right and on the the last ball of his eighth over so the last ball of the amount of overs he was allowed to bowl the guy who had been slogging him for the last couple of overs, he was pretty much slogging and missing. He nearly got him out about five times. And then he edged one up into the air and caught it. And um, that was his fifer. So pretty good performance from him as well. He got a 13 ball over lady, uh, later in the week. So those were good performances all around from Sam and Tyson. Those were my performances of Country Week. And the funniest moment of Country Week was against Upper Great Southern, I think it was, in our second last um, game. So we had the, the finish of like the proper um, games and then we had the finals. So this was the last um, proper game um, at near Jollymont Parade, which is one of the most, like, the richest streets, apparently, in all of Western Australia, so it was pretty cool to play around there, because we were surrounded by these houses and the um, Swan River, so it was a pretty decent oval to play at, with some really good grounds, and we were fielding, and we just had that period that we always had throughout the week that we just didn't think we thought we were going to win and then after drinks break we just sprung up again before that this kid came out to bat and for some reason the um fraser who took a spectacular catch this week he hadn't taken a catch pretty much all week took this ridiculous catch um he always asks this question, even in club cricket, how many wheat bicks do you do, batsman? So he always asks, how many wheat bicks does the batsman eat? And the batsman says, oh, I only eat four. And I said, well, 
mate, you've got to eat more than four to play a game of cricket. And me personally, I don't eat wheat bix at all, so I don't really know what I'm talking about. And Soss, who was fielding at sh- um, short mid-wicket, said, mate, I eat 17, 18, maybe 19 wheat bix And the batsman just immediately says, oh, yeah, I can see that, mate. And everyone just completely started laughing. It pretty much just led for a complete joke for the time that the batsman was still in. So it was a really great joke from the batsman to, um, to lighten up the mood because they weren't in the greatest situation. And so for um, him to come out and just say something pretty funny was pretty good for us personally because that meant that we could just say that pretty much the entire run through it was a, a really great story for Country Week and my funniest moment for Country Week as well. Now let's move on to the outro of the Country Week special. As I said, I had a really great time, as you can um, hear from those diary, uh, diary entries um, each and every day. It was a really enjoyable time. We all had lots of fun. We played backyard cricket at our accommodation. We did heaps of stuff. We um, just played some really quality brand of cricket, which led us to the grand final, winning the grand final. We, to be quite honest, probably should have lost the grand final as well, but uh, we showed the entire week that we came back from some ridiculous positions which we which was what we did in that grand final so it was a great week a great team to be a part of and thank you to everyone around the association the coaches the managers especially of my team because without them nothing in junior country week really can happen there's no way that we could go up to Perth and um, play against all these teams get accommodation eat food all that so having to deal with us for the entire week is pretty difficult so thank you for the entire association for putting it together and especially the wacker because scheduling the the five divisions of junior country week is a big task to get along this so thank you and especially to the audience hopefully you enjoyed the country week special of the bail up podcast and into the outro Hope you enjoyed the 27th episode of the Battle Up Podcast. Now, stay tuned because in a couple of weeks when the BBL finals have concluded, we're going to talk more about that and I'll run through and an overview of what I thought and compare to the predictions and all the things I said in the preview earlier in this podcast. Remember, before we end the podcast, go check out my Instagram at up underscore podcast. And remember to share the podcast with everyone you know. And that's Albie out to the pavilion.